Welcome to the Wake and Take Podcast. On today's show, we get you ready for the Vikings against Green Bay. Sunday afternoon, noon kickoff for week one of the NFL season. We go through the entire 53-man roster for the Minnesota Vikings, position by position. We break down all of the starters for this Sunday. We talk storylines for the Vikings and the Packers, um, as well as some Minnesota Twins talk. They've won seven of their last nine games doubleheader yesterday we recap that and all the recent storylines from the twins we talk nba playoffs and we wrap the show with our nfl pick segment week one um, as well as we go through the vikings entire season schedule uh, and give our season predictions hit it zachary In New Orleans, they call the rising sun, and it's been a ruin of many a poor boy. And God, I know I've won. And welcome to the show, a jam-packed week here, BG, as we get ready for the Green Bay Packers NFL football. Now, let's see, four or five days away uh, as we record this. Actually, two days away, right? Yeah, tomorrow by the time this yeah, comes out. tomorrow. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, it, it feels like it's been years since we've seen football. Uh, it feels like it's been a long time since we've seen professional football. Of course, you know, we haven't seen any preseason games, but this is how it usually be. Uh, in terms of when the regular season starts. But it just feels like a weird year because it's been such a long year uh, and such a strange one. BG, we're going to go through the Vikings roster here in a minute. Um, We'll go through all the cuts made or all the starters, who's going to be playing on Sunday. Uh, But any storylines you want to start with for the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, No storylines for me. I'll just say it feels like I'm a kid. Uh, Christmas Eve night, waiting to wake up for Christmas tomorrow. We've got the NFL starting tomorrow, Thursday night, and then obviously the huge Vikings Packers games this weekend. Yep. And this is the my favorite year or favorite week of the whole year in sports, uh, followed by March Madness. But the start of football, especially the NFL, and we've got college football now going too. It's mm-hmm. a great time to be a sports fan, and I just cannot wait for the NFL and for fantasy football to kick off. Yeah, it's been fantasy draft week for me. I've had two already uh, this week. I got two more. Uh, before Thursday. So, yeah, the fantasy drafts definitely getting in the, in the mood for football here in Minnesota. It's abruptly changed to fall temperatures. It was around 50 yep. degrees today. So it, it felt like football was in the air, uh, and we're just a few days away from it now. So uh, I think it was on Tuesday today, right? Uh, yesterday, I guess, if listening to the show, the Vikings cut the roster to 53. Or I guess it was on Monday. They cut the roster to 53 Guys, we're going to go through all of the starters here, BG. Let's start with the wide receivers. No surprise here, Adam Thielen um, getting the number one spot. And maybe a little bit of a surprise here that B.C. Johnson is going to be the number two receiver uh, on Sunday against the Packers. Your thoughts about that? Yeah, I think you'll see how long that'll last. It might just be a thing to start off the season. You know how they do with rookie quarterbacks. Like They definitely have the talent enough to play week one, but just mm-hmm. to sit them and get that NFL feel. 100% Justin Jefferson will be getting a good amount of reps as the third string or as the backup there. I don't know how long we'll see B.C. Johnson as a starter, but 
I mean, he was drafted in the seventh round. I'm I'm glad that he's a starter for us. He's a mm-hmm. big bodied. He's very able as a receiver. He has a lot of upside, um, and I think he'll work well off of the smaller Thielen, off the smaller Jefferson. So it'll be uh, interesting. He's, he's not that big. I, I he's six it's, foot, two hundred two hundred four. I mean, he's not tiny, but oh, he's not that big. I was thinking in my head he's like six three, but no. I, right when you said that, I just looked it up because I was like, is he big? I didn't think he was that big. Hmm. But I guess six foot two hundred five. I mean, he's got some. He's got some. Some pounds there. Oh, I thought he was taller than that. But, yeah, um, I, I was a little bit surprised, and I picked him up um, in, in, in fantasy, fantasy. Okay. <laughs> when I saw him as the yeah. week one starter yep. just because I have Devontae Freeman on my team who's not even on an NFL team right now. But we'll see what he can <laughs> do, and hopefully Justin Jefferson uh, works his way in his rotation and proves yeah. his way to be the, the number two and the starter across from Thielen because I know as Vikings fans we all want to see what he can do. Yeah, from my understanding, it was a, a fairly close match between BC and Justin Jefferson, the first-round draft pick. Um, but BC just a little bit better. I mean, he played well at times last year, played well towards the end of the year. Uh, and they said he had a good offseason, and he looked sharp uh, during camp. So he'll get that number two receiver spot for Sunday. Um, Tajay Sharp coming in at number four. Chad Beebe, the fifth spot. And then a surprise here, Dan Chesna, I think if I'm saying the name right, um, receiver out of – Penn State, I believe he went undrafted, um, but they're very excited about his special teams capability. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty interesting if you look at his NFL or if his college days, he only caught three passes at Penn State. That's right. I was three reading passes. up on him, and they said isn't he, he could be a two-way NFL player. Yeah, right? they don't really know. He's got 4-3 speed, uh, and they're hoping that he can contribute on the special teams. Yeah, I saw a wide receiver, and I saw yeah he only had three catches, and then maybe safety, too on the defense, hmm. but uh, continuing with special teams, K.J. Osborne, another receiver, yep. he made the team the rookie we drafted from Miami, I believe, this season, and they have him right now as the starting kick returner and the starting mm-hmm. punt returner um, at a time where Sheryls is no longer going to be our guy. So good to see a new face, and hopefully he contributes. Yep. Uh-huh. I will say, when we're talking about receivers, Laquan Treadwell got uh, cut from the Falcons. He did, he did not make the 53-man Ooh. roster. Not, not too not surprised. Huge surprise but. <laughs> there, yeah. Not a huge surprise. Yeah, too bad. Uh, I skipped over QBs, but obviously Kirk's going to be our starter. Sean Mannion's going to be the number two. Uh, both Nate Stanley and Jake Browning uh, were cut. I'm not sure if you, either of them got a practice squad I spot. I think they were saying both of them will. Okay. Yeah, I figured. But uh, so we've got QB down, receiver. Now we're going to move on to offensive line. The big question Uh, for the Vikings offense is what that offensive line is going to look like this year. Some battles, um, and then obviously Reef taking the pay cut to stay with the team. Uh, So we'll start with Riley Reef at left tackle. He will be your starting left tackle on Sunday. Dakota Dozier will be your left guard. Garrett Bradbury at center. Pat Elfline at right guard. And Brian O'Neill at right tackle. So the only one who's really coming off a good season is Brian O'Neill, the youngster (laughs) who's really kind of developed into – a pretty good right tackle for us. I have no concerns among that right side, uh, at least at the tackle position. Now, Pat Alfline, I have a lot of concerns with that right guard. Um, the thought process here move was to move him back to his college position. He played a little center for us. He played a little left guard for us. Um, get back to the right guard where he played at in college. His natural position uh, is the thought process there. So we'll see how that pans out. But uh, it's a big if uh, that Vikings offensive line can hold up against you know, pass rushers in the NFC North. Yeah, we talked about it last week, and 
Um, from what we heard coming out of the practice, Cousins sacked three times. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not confident <laughs> with the offensive line for the Vikings. I guess I never really am at the start of each season, yep. especially with Kirk being immobile back there. And it, it'll be a tough test week one against the Packers, which we'll touch on later. But they've got a few guys on their defensive line who we were not even close to being able to stop last year. So mm-hmm. somebody's going to have to step up. O'Neal is playing phenomenal um, in terms of comparing to everybody else in the line. Yep. But that's not saying much because Riley Reef has been underperforming so much, mm-hmm. as well as everybody else on the line. So we'll see what we can do. I know we're a good run-blocking team, and hopefully that translates uh, to the pass and the new um, offensive play calling we have this year. Yeah, and, and the other guys among the offensive line were Shad Hill, Ezra Cleveland, uh, Drew Samia, and then Ali Udo. Um, so they'll be the four backups, if you will. Uh, I expect some of those guys to probably rotate into the lineup a little bit, uh, but we'll see. That's the big if uh, on the Vikings offense is can that offensive line pass block? They've proven to be good run blockers uh, for Dalvin Cook and the running backs, but can they pass block? Can they give Kirk Cousins some time? Um, and if the answer to that question is yes, then this team's got a pretty high ceiling. Uh, but if the answer to that question is no, it could be another 7-9 and nine season missing the playoffs. Uh, so we'll just have to see. And that's that's so detrimental to how we do this season because, as we've seen, Delvin Cook is one of the top running backs in the league, Mm -hmm. but defenses shift to being they notice that we're one-dimensional and we can run, 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 but we can't really pass if we don't have great protection. And teams would shift and put however many guys in the box, nine in the box, and still be able to get to our quarterback with a um, running defense uh, scheme in the backfield. So we got to figure something out to let Delvin Cook run in those lanes and have holes for him while still being an offensive pass threat with the weapons we definitely have to be mm-hmm. one. And, and it'll be interesting to see the factor that Gary Kubiak plays now. As the offensive coordinator, he had his hands on the offense last year, but now he's completely con- in control of that offense. Uh, and he's had a lot of success, won Super Bowls uh, in the past. So we'll see what the offense looks like. Hopefully, you know, we finally get that run-balanced you know, ball control style of offense that Mike Zimmer wants. I can still score points, but can control the ball and go on 10-minute drives and let that defense rest. So we'll see what happens, hopefully. Uh, and I am optimistic about this Gary Kubiak-led offense. Um, I, I think we will be surprised by some of the play calls, and, and it will be uh, a more balanced team that can, that can run and that can pass. So we'll see. That's all I got for the offense. Uh, running backs pretty straightforward. Obviously Delvin Cook's our number one guy. Uh, I didn't even see who they listed. Was it Mike Boone number two? Madison, Ma- two. Madison two. Boone, Boone three. three. And then Amir Abdullah four. Did we keep him? I think we did. Okay. I think we did. And then um, tight ends, Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith. Yep. Hoping that Irv Smith steps up as Rudolph gets older. Rudolph is still a really good target, but yeah, especially in the red zone. Yeah. Irv um, Smith is super talented and mobile and creates mismatches for the linebackers like so many teams do to Barr and Kendricks. Yep. So hopefully he has more of a coming out um, this season. Let's move over to the defensive side of things. Start with the defensive ends. No surprise here. Daniil Hunter and Yannick Ngakwe um, filled in, at least, as the two starters for Sunday. We'll see about Daniil Hunter. Uh, Mike Zimmer, again, this week said he expects him to play, uh, but we'll just have to wait and see. That was Zimmer's quote today on it. Again, Zimmer, he's been kind of downplaying this injury. It's been almost a month now since Daniil Hunter's last practiced. Uh, they're just saying it's a minor tweak, but when you don't practice for a month, that definitely raises some red flags, and Zimmer doesn't have a great track record 
uh, on injuries and how he speaks about them. So you never really know with Zim. And hopefully Zimmer's just being optimistic here. Hopefully he's playing the waiting game mm-hmm. because I saw today that the Packers are not going to release who's starting in their offensive line for the game against the Vikings. Um, so maybe he saw that, like, okay, we're not going to release who we're starting. But like you said, it's been over a month. But hopefully he's doing the same because the Packers are already pulling that BS. Yep. Um, and then Afadi at Denebo also at defensive end. A couple other guys in there too. Um, so we'll see about Afadi too uh, coming off that Yannick Ngakwe signing. Afadi I think was a little bit hurt, uh, maybe missing out on the starting spot there. But I fully expect him to be a big part of this defense, um, especially with how much defensive line coach and uh, defense coordinator Andre Patterson uh, rotates those defensive linemen. So hopefully a big year for Afadi at Denebo as well. Um, let's see. Moving on to defensive tackles, the two starters are Shamar Stefan and Jaleel Johnson. Um, no real surprises there after Michael Pierce opted out. Those were the two guys likely to fill those spots, and they did. Um, they'll have a big role to play in this team if they can stop the run up the middle. What Linval Joseph did for a long time here, uh, it's a big hole to fill, and that will be you know, another part of the second or another part of the defense, along with the, the secondary, specifically the cornerbacks that you're going to watch. I think it'd be the interior defensive line and the cornerbacks are the two big question marks right now in this Vikings team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch with you no know, Michael Pierce, like you said, with Sheldon Richardson gone, with Linval Joseph guys, three guys who are huge guys who we could definitely, that could definitely help out the team with the run defense for sure. But I mean, I'm glad we have Daniel Hunter, obviously, in, in Gakwe now and um, on the defensive end spot. So our cornerbacks, our younger cornerbacks who haven't really started, um, get a little bit pressure relieved when we get to the quarterback fast from the defensive end spot, which I think is huge. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather be more lacking in the defensive tackle position than the DN position, which we are um, right now. And these young guys are going to have to fill some shoes and get paid in the future if they play well. Yeah. And, and- Let's move on to the linebackers, who I can I think can help a lot of that run stopping, uh, you know, especially up the middle. And we've seen that for, from Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr. They'll be the two, uh, two of the three. Eric Wilson will be the third linebacker starting. Um, the other two to make the squad were Troy Dye and Ryan Conley. Ryan Conley getting the, um, I think he was cut from let's see the Jets, uh, and then he got picked up on waivers by the Vikings. Yeah, I think it was the Giants. Was it Giants? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so once, you know, he's an Eden Prairie guy, friends with Blake Cashman. I reached out to him today to see if he wants to come on in the show. Um, so we'll see. Maybe we have Conley coming on. Um, but as far as the linebackers, pretty solid in that position with Barr, Kendricks, and Wilson, three guys we know. Um, Eric Kendricks, one of the best linebackers in all of football. Anthony Barr, very solid, kind of digressed a little bit or regressed a little bit the last couple of years, but still a very solid linebacker. Almost left the team last year, but a midnight decision decided to stay with this team. And he loves Coach Sim, and he loves this defense. Uh, so I, I expect a productive year out of the linebackers. And I think Eric Wilson is actually pretty underrated. He just gets surrounded and overclouded by mm-hmm. the greatness of Kendricks and Barr. I think he's a really good option for a third linebacker the outside, and he just doesn't get as much recognition, which is okay. He's got something to prove, but... We've got three great linebackers who are phenomenal at run blocking. Just the only spot where they could improve is uh, being being on pass routes and especially covering yeah. linebackers, which we've been burnt by year and year. Mm-hmm. Which, well, Barr struggles with that. I, yeah. I think Kendricks is pretty good in pass coverage, but Barr just a little slow. Yeah, He doesn't have quite the foot speed. 
And teams um, in the NFC North have caught on to that. Yep. Um, sending their running backs out for wheel routes and whatever and taking advantage of that. But um, we'll see how it goes this season. They're phenomenal linebackers. That's just one spot where I think they could improve. Yep. Uh, the only other note that I had here was on Conley. Played pretty good for the Giants um, last season. Earned three starts in the first four games before uh, injury cut his season short. Um, but excited about what he could possibly bring to this team. Yeah, and it's just cool to have another EP guy uh, playing for Minnesota. Definitely, especially if we get him on the pot. Yep. Then we're biggest Ryan <laughs> Conley fans out there. Let's move on to the cornerbacks. Um, this was the biggest question mark on the defense, in my opinion, uh, especially after everything that happened over the offseason, losing basically every corner that we had in the program in Trey Waynes. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander, uh, who else? Rhodes. Rhodes, yeah, obviously Xavier Rhodes. That's a big one that you got rid of, and uh, a good move in my opinion. Yeah, um, for sure. But the <laughs> starting the starting two corners, Mike Hughes and Holton Hill, um, penciled in right now. Jeff Gladney will start in the slot position, um, and then coming off the bench is Cameron Dantzler, who had a very good uh, training camp as a rookie for the Vikings. Showed some flashes, but not quite enough. Uh, to crack that starting lineup. I expect him to rotate in. Um, and then Chris Boyd and Harrison Hand uh, round out the six cornerbacks for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I saw they said Dantzler is in um, Gladney's shadow right now, uh, the third rounder, being yep. in the shadow of a first-round cornerback. That's pretty good. And he's had a great uh, mini camp, training camp here. So at least as it sounds now, of course, they're rookies, but having a three and fourth option who could – back up maybe the the lesser Holton Hill um, is somewhat encouraging as we've got so many new faces and new names in the Vikings secondary. But I know that Holton Hill will need to step up or he's going to be exposed this season. Mm -hmm. He has not had a great uh, role as far as like time on the field. He's been a backup and just sliding in for different coverages. And now he's starting alongside Mike Hughes. So he's going to have to step up. It's a huge role for him. Hopefully he can do it, but at yeah. the same time, Xavier Rhodes is a great name, but he wasn't doing anything last right. last season. So it's not like we're like m- having a huge knockout with Rhodes it's not a being big gone. Drop. Yeah, it's not a big drop yeah, off. It's, I yeah. think it's a bigger drop off than we think just because the name Xavier Rhodes is leaving, and he used to be one of the best corners in the league. Yeah. But just by the way he's played on the field, especially last year and the year before, it's not a huge drop off. Yeah. And Mike, Mike Hughes has proven himself – although he's super young and is coming off an injury, I think he's a really good cornerback. And he's going to need to step up, too, to be our top cornerback and be a veteran leader for the young, for the younger guys. And he's going to have to prove that week one yep. against Devontae Adams, who is one Rogers, of the best receivers yeah. in Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure he'll be shadowing him the whole the whole game, Hughes and Adams, that is. So yeah. we'll see pretty early on, right away, uh, what these corners are capable of. Yeah, it'll be a big test, definitely, for the defense. And it, it might... You know, with the defensive line and the linebackers, it might even be a bigger test for them. Can they get after Aaron Rodgers? Can they get after uh, the run game where they don't have any time? You know, there's no play-action pass being set up. There's no time for Rodgers to get the ball downfield. Um, and, and so if those guys can step up and make life easy on the cornerbacks, then I could see a very successful day for the Minnesota Vikings. But if that doesn't happen, Aaron Rodgers has time in the pocket, he's scrambling, then it's going to be a very, very long day. 
and Rodgers is going to carve this defense apart. And no matter if you're Stephen Gilmore or Champ Bailey in his prime, if, you've, if you're going against Aaron Rodgers and he has all the time in the world and he's scrambling and pointing to his receivers down the field, nobody can be able to, nobody's going to cover that, no matter how good you are. So, yeah, it starts with our defensive front for sure, our defensive line, and then to the linebackers. We have mm-hmm. to get after Rodgers and alleviate some of that pressure um, on our defensive backs, especially those young corners. Yeah. Let's move on to the safeties. Last position here. No surprises on this one. Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris um, getting the starting spots. No backups, which was the surprising (laughs) part. Um, There's only two safeties on the roster. With six cornerbacks, it's likely that one of those guys, um, I think Zimmer's even hinted at it, that um, Harrison Hand would be the one uh, to go into that backup safety position. So if they need one, but, you know, not addressing that, position at all in the offseason and free agency. I think they signed a couple of, or they drafted a couple of guys late that didn't pan out, maybe signed a couple of undrafted uh, free agents and cu- ended up cutting them all. So at this point, you get two safeties on the roster. You hope to God that those two stay healthy. Yeah, I don't have much to say other than, like you said, knock on wood that they stay healthy, but we've got two Pro Bowl caliber safeties um, in the defensive the defensive backs. Yep. Um, so... Hopefully they teach the younger guys this, the corners, even though they're different positions, yep. um, and use some of that veteran leadership, especially that Smith has and Anthony Harris is growing quite quickly um, and can spread that to the corners, and hopefully they're um, better than people are going to think as a defensive back unit. Yep. Rounding out uh, the Vikings team here, we'll go through the special teams. Kicker Dan Bailey, no surprise there. Punter is Britton Colquitt. Again, no surprise. Long snapper. Austin Cutting, um, I don't recognize that name, but is he a new guy? No I've never heard of him. I don't know. Never heard of her. Uh, kicker and punt returner is K.J. Osborne, as you mentioned. Uh, where was he out of? Miami, I'm pretty Miami, sure. Miami, okay. We got him as a receiver in fourth round, maybe? Let's see. Um, so, yeah, he, he's going to return both kicks and Fifth punts. round receiver from Miami. Fifth round. Yep. Um, Admir Abdullah is the backup Kick returner, Chad Beebe, and Mike Hughes, backup punt returners. Um, so, yeah, that's the Vikings 53-man roster. Not a whole lot of surprises, really. Um, the one guy we didn't mention who came on the show, Kenny Willekes, placed on IR. This is an update from last week, so his injury is going to be a season-ending injury. I didn't even see what it was. It wasn't listed, uh, and I didn't go. <laughs> I could have probably looked through the injury report and found it, but uh, it's something in the leg. Ended his season. Uh, he was placed on injured reserve on Monday. Um, so hopefully, you know, he recovers fine and can make some noise for this Vikings team next season. But going to have to sit and wait. But he, he's done that before. He's had some big injuries. And if there's any guy that can come back from something like this, it's Kenny Wilkes. Yeah, talking to him, we know that he has a chip on his shoulder. He's the guy who's going to be motivated by this and come out even stronger, I'm sure. So we're wishing him the best. Yeah, other storylines I had on the Vikings this week. The big story on Tuesday um, was the Minnesota Vikings pledging one million dollars um, to social justice to their social justice campaign, um, and this came just three months after the Vikings pledged five million uh, for social justice causes throughout the United States um, after the killing of George Floyd. Um, let's see, the team's social justice committee announced on Tuesday that nearly one million dollars will go towards the launch and expansion of multiple initiatives throughout the Twin Cities. That was the big storyline today. Nothing really to do with the game on Sunday, obviously, but that was the big Viking story 
um, this week. The last storyline I have surrounding the Vikings, or I guess more so the NFL, um, I looked at who in the NFL is from Eden Prairie right now, mm-hmm. and there's four of them after we signed Ryan Connolly. So he's obviously from Eden Prairie, from the Giants, like we said, now on the Vikes. Um, another obvious one is Cashman, yep. Cash Daddy, who's on the Jets. Um, Blake the Cashman line. Hopefully he has a good year and stays healthy. Yep. And there's Antoine Winfield Jr., mm-hmm. the who's starting start. safety yeah. for the Buccaneers, which is a great team to be a part of right now and very impressive uh, to be starting, especially when he got drafted. Um, and then lastly, there's Carter Coughlin yep. on the New York Giants, who made the 53-man roster. And I don't know, he won't be starting, but hopefully he gets some time. Um, also, look, just Minnesota guys in the NFL. Kamal Martin yep. made the 53-man roster for the Good. Packers. He's on injured reserve, but it sounds like with the COVID rules, they shifted a little bit where he could come back oh. this season, where it's not indefinitely out for the season. Nice. I think it was a foot injury for him, so... Um, we won't see him week one, but hopefully we see him again when we circle back with the Packers later in the season. Like I said, Winfield is going to start, which is awesome. And then Tyler Johnson, uh, rece- receiver from the Gophers, made yep. the 53-man roster for the Buccane- Buccaneers as well, which some people thought was pretty surprising because he's been out of almost all of training camp really? with a foot injury, mm. and they still kept him, so it shows you what they think of him. And Let's go. It's a good ride- wide receiver crew to be a part of, Definitely, at least yeah. for learning, maybe not playing because you got really good guys ahead of you, but... Um, wish him the best of well too. Yeah, he's playing with the goat, Tom Brady. Yep, yeah, quite the experience. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, as far as the Packers side of things for storylines heading into Sunday, it'll be the first game for Aaron Rodgers and the rest of the Packers since drafting Jordan Love in the first round. Big surprise there. You know, Rodgers had pleaded uh, to his organization before that draft to give him some help either on the offensive line. Uh, running backs, receivers, whatever. Just give him some help. Uh, and they drafted a quarterback, which I thought was pretty hilarious. Uh, and then Rodgers said he got really drunk on tequila that night. <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Hopefully Rodgers just implodes and, you know, it's it's just a Hopefully nightmare Hopefully we see Bryce Love. Yeah, oh, oh, Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Uh, Is that the Stanford running back, Bryce Love? Bryce Love? I don't know. Yeah. It, it could be. Yeah. Let's see. Um, but, yeah, hopefully something terrible happens. Yeah, he is the Stanford running back. Um, but Jordan Love, the backup quarterback. So hopefully that causes some issues. Hopefully, you know, the Packers the whole time are thinking, when can we get this guy in the game? I know they're not really <laughs> thinking about that right now, but hopefully Rodgers just sucks so much that they have to start thinking that way. Um, and it's so funny. Like, they went in the draft thinking, okay, we got to recruit guys. we got to draft guys to help Rodgers on the offense. And I can still, I, can, I guess I can name three people on the offense other than Rodgers. Obviously, Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. And then Jamal Williams, I guess, they're the running back. But Lazard is their mm-hmm. other receiver. Yeah, who is, I, <laughs> Lizard. I, don't, I don't think he's phenomenal mm-hmm. by any means. No. And beyond that, I can't name another person on the Packers offense. No tight end. No, not another receiver. So hopefully I'm not biting my words when they burn us. But, yeah, um, yeah it's very amusing and Good for a Vikings fan to see that. Hopefully it implodes, like you said. Yeah, the other story that was in the news mostly last week, um, we didn't touch on it because it came out after the podcast, uh, but Kirk Cousins, his statement, if I die, I die, um, quotes from last week were kind of blowing up uh, in the media. And he came out and re-clarified, I guess, his statement and said that you know he's respectful of everybody, he wears a mask, whatever, but he's not worried about the virus, his own personal opinion. Uh, I, I thought that was completely blown out of proportion. I mean, 
he, he was just giving his take. He, he's not worried about it. Um, you know, maybe he could have been a little more respectful in, in how he said it, but you know, that was, uh, it was nothing for me. I have no worries about that. I was seeing the reports coming in after he said it, and I even think like TMZ did an article on that. It's like the last time ever you'll have Kirk Cousins and TMZ <laughs> in the same sentence. But yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, if you take the transcript from it, like, okay, it might not sound the best. But if you actually listen to the interview right. and more than just what they cut out, yeah. you can obviously like understand what he means and that, yeah, he didn't say it the best, but just meaning, okay, I may not agree with the whole mask thing, which is good for you. That's fine. But out of, out of respect, I'll still yeah. wear it because other people and blah, blah, blah. If I die, I die. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you just it's look just at the one, the one qu- the quote they pulled out of him, that interview, yeah, it, it kind of looks bad from that. But if you listen to the whole thing, like you said, there's nothing there, and they're just making a story out of nothing. And you can do that for every single person for anything they say. Right. Just take out three words, and it's a whole other story. Yeah. Uh, but the national media kind of ate that up this week, uh, and <laughs> it was interesting to see how Kirk responded. Uh, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't really care. I don't think he does, uh, but that was one of the other storylines this week. Um, I got really nothing else going into Packer week. Nope. All for me. I'm, I'm so excited. I hope I we cannot win. wait. We'll touch on Vikings-Packers again in the pick segment at the end of the show. BG, you want to move into a little bit of Minnesota Twins? Sure. Do you do you have anything for college football? Should I do that now? Yeah, we can do some college football. I don't Just have anything. Just as we're on yeah. the note for football, it'll yeah. probably take a minute. But uh, college football is officially back yep. as of this past week. Um, this coming Saturday, we'll see a lot more of ranked teams. We'll see Clemson facing off the number one team in the country, as well as other ranked teams of the conferences who are playing. Is it Clemson Wake Forest this week? Yep. Yep. And we might see them later in the podcast for the picks. Um, but yeah, college football and the NFL combination is a combination like no other. Uh, BYU played Navy the other day this past yep. weekend and killed them 55 to three. Yeah, I saw that. The Mormons won. Yeah. Um, and I saw Barstool guy, Marty Mush. Yeah. If you know, he was saying that he was so confident that Navy was going to take it all and they get beat by 52 points. Wow. So we'll try to have better picks than them. Um, but yeah, college football is back. I'm super excited to see it, even though it's limited Yep. in limited conferences. There's, there's still good teams playing. Um, I don't think two good teams are playing each other in week one, which uh, with the spreads coming out, but um, anxiously awaiting that and definitely anxiously, anxiously awaiting the start of Chubba Hubbard's season with Oklahoma State. And that has been pushed back a week. They're supposed to play on Saturday, but because of the hurricane, 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 they're playing a week later. We talked about him a lot this past season, and I will guarantee it right now. The way can take guarantee. Yep. He's going to be by far the leading rusher in college football this really? season, as he was last year. Tell me his name again. Chuba Hubbard. Chuba it's Hubbard. not pronounced that way. It's, I think yeah, it's yeah, Chuba, I but Chuba yeah, Hubbard. Yeah, no, he said Chuba. Uh, Chuba. Yep. Yeah. That's all I got. College football is back, baby. And what was the update? I haven't. I know the Big Ten is going to vote on it again. Um, coming back October 10th, I think, was the date I saw. Did, have you seen anything on when they're going to vote? I haven't heard of. I haven't heard about the date when they're going to vote or when they're coming back. I don't know if it was last week, week and a half ago, or two weeks ago. I heard that Trump called. Yep, uh, Big last Ten week. Yep. president or somebody. Kevin Warren, yeah, and talked, encouraged the Big Ten coming back. Yeah, I don't know if it went anywhere from that, but that's the and last. Trump I heard tweeted about the something Big Ten. today about it, uh, or yesterday about it. He said. George, will you look that up? He said something like, "I we, we've talked to the Big Ten and we've secured everything that's we're going to give them everything they need or something like that." Yeah, um, to make sure they start. So we'll see. And like we talked about, I don't know how much sense it would make to start. 
Well, it, I guess it depends if it's earlier than Thanksgiving, like they mm. propose, but that Thanksgiving timeline makes very little sense to me. So, Yeah, and the more recent stuff I've been seeing is middle of October, October 10th, something like that. Um, so there's a potential. We could have Big Ten football in a month, go for football in a month, which would be so awesome. Yep. So awesome. It would be like a free season. You know, We never thought we were going to have a Big Ten season, uh, and all of a sudden it comes back and they got a chance. And this Gopher team was ranked 19th in the country in the first AP poll, um, kind of a controversial poll because they included the Big Ten and the Pac-12 who said they weren't going to play. Uh, but the Gophers were ranked 19th. That gives us plenty of hope. And coming off that bowl win against Auburn, let's go. Yeah, obviously don't have Bateman, which is a big loss, but mm-hmm. Tanner Morgan, the best quarterback we've seen, Yeah, and I, I don't know, for a long-ass time. And Chris Autumn-Bell can definitely step up, too. I mean, he had some big games last year, some big catches, and I, I think he could be a really good number one receiver for this Vikings team. Um, here's the tweet from Trump. This was – oh, this is the original tweet. I thought he tweeted one today. This is the original tweet. Had a productive conversation – uh, with Kevin Warren, commissioner of the Big Ten, about immediately starting up Big Ten football would be good, in quotations, great for everyone, players, fans, the country, on the one-yard line. So that was from September 1st. Um, I thought he had one today, but maybe he didn't. Maybe I was some, somebody else. And but I know the Big Ten, they're the presidents or whatever, and chancellors, whatever the titles are, they're going to vote on it again. And I got to say this, this reminded me of something for the Vikings when you said 19th um, rank Gophers. I was listening to K-Fan earlier today, mm-hmm. and I forget who the guy was who did the the standings, the, the power rankings for the NFL, but it was oh, some guy with... Peter Pris- uh, Prisco. Was the, was the guy who had the, the Vikings ranked yeah. 19 yeah. in the NFL, and the Packers ranked number two. Yeah, Prisco. Yeah, I, I just oh, my I saw that too. blood gets boiling a little bit. Even though a guy I've never heard of says we're going to get nineteenth or nineteenth in the NFL, um, yeah, yeah, I saw I, that. I, too. I just I, had to bring light to that. Definitely, some of those power rankings are just put out to make people like us go crazy when they see the Vikings ranked nineteenth or whatever. There's absolutely it was. no way. No, I mean it's ridiculous. Um, but then I did see a Bleacher Report one today that had us ranked seventh, um, and it looked like a pretty legit. Uh, poll so who knows I don't I'm not really too worried about it the good news is that and this is what they're saying on KFAN I'm sure you heard this too is that's good bulletin board material for for coach Zim and that's definitely going to be up there yeah um having the Vikings ranked at 19th um out of 32 teams in the NFL which is in my opinion kind of insulting yeah 100 percent and especially week one put that up on the bulletin board when the number two Green Bay Packers like he had them come into town so yeah, and the Packers rally the troops. Obviously, last year finishing the season thirteen and three in the regular season, um, a very good record. But I don't think they were that good. No, um, at least they weren't thirteen and three good. They got some lucky games, and you know ended up getting destroyed by San Francisco as we did too. But yeah. it'll be interesting. We'll see. I'm, I'm spoiler alert here. I'm going to take the Vikings to win this one on Sunday night. Uh, pick segment coming up in a little bit. Um, but we'll see. Yep. It'll be interesting. Should we move on to baseball? Sure. Let's do it. Minnesota Twins have been hot as of late seven out of the last eight as we record this on Tuesday night in the middle of game number two uh, of this Tuesday doubleheader. Top of the seventh, we're down four to six. Four to six. So and they play eight innings the second seven. game? Seven. Seven? Yeah. Oh, the second, do they play eight? Oh, no, no. no. They play seven. You're right. Because yeah. the, the reason why we did that, the only reason I said eight is because the last time 
we played a doubleheader. I think it went to overtime. Oh, uh, extra innings and went to eight. Gotcha. Eight. Yep. So top of the ninth, pretty much now down two, and we got one in the top of the seventh. Okay. Who knows? I'll look into maybe another where, the, where they're on the base. Yeah, but. keep us updated on that. Um, so seven out of the last eight for the Minnesota Twins, making a little bit of a comeback here. Um, still in third place, I, I believe, in the yep. standings. Half a Just game half out. a game back from first and second. Yep. Both the Indians um, and the White Sox playing tonight. Um, so we'll see. Maybe by the end, maybe by the time you listen to this, we're in first place. If we have a come from behind win and a White Sox and Indians loss, um, then you could be your first place Minnesota Twins. Um, but what's interesting is I think the um, the AL, what is our AL Central? Yep. We're the Central, right? Yeah. So the Central has three, we have like three of the five best records in baseball, something yeah. like that. We're by far the deepest division in baseball. Yeah. And two teams automatically make it to the playoffs this year with yep. the COVID rules. And then a third team could, and by the looks of it, who mat- no matter who it is in the third place in the AL Central, they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and with 27 wins right now and maybe 28 by the time this comes out, I think it's the third most wins in professional baseball right now behind the Dodgers and I can't remember the other team right now, but if Brio was here, you'd know. Uh, maybe, no, it's not Houston. They're like right around 500. Uh, but third best record in baseball and we're third place in our division just because we have 17 losses. But Yeah, the Rays have 28 wins. Okay. And the Dodgers have 30, right? Dodgers have 30. Yeah, okay. so third in wins right now. Third most <laughs> wins um, in baseball, and we happen to be third in the AL Central. Um, but I don't really think seeding is a big deal uh, in this format, this playoff format with COVID and everything, because it's a three-game series, the first series, so it doesn't really matter a whole lot. Um, but as long as we get in, yep, we could win every game from here on out and lose the first series, and we would be upset. <laughs> We'd be pissed. <laughs> uh, twins uh, just lost. We lost. Okay. So we're now 27 and 18. 27 and 18. Uh, we'll probably be a game out uh, of first place. Still in the playoffs, though, I think right around that seventh, uh, seventh or eighth spot. Uh, let's see. What else do I have for Minnesota Twins? Michael Pineda, uh, big return to the lineup last Tuesday. We talked about it uh, in anticipation of his first start. It's a very f- solid first outing. I think he went six innings. Uh, but even a better second outing. Um, where he went seven innings. Let's see where the stats are here. I think he had like seven, six or seven strikeouts. I have it on here somewhere. Um, but his slider was looking really good. Had a bunch of swinging and misses um, with the slider. And he's really looking like a pitcher who could be a number one guy uh, for this team. I think Maeda right now, if we were starting the playoffs, would be our number one guy. Uh, and Pineda going second. That's that's a really strong one-two combination. Uh, especially if you're getting in a three-game series. You can throw those guys out one, two, and hopefully not even have to play a third game. Yeah. Um, and you can throw Barrios in there, too. He was the pitcher for the earlier game today, and we obviously won that, and he pitched really well in that one, too. After his shaky start to the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. he's played really well in his last however many starts. So it's kind of a weird spot as a Twins fans now, uh, Twins fan now having a deep bench for Twins pitchers mm-hmm. um, and sp- and starters especially, um, hopefully it carries over to the bullpen. Yeah, we're definitely not used to having good starting pitching. Um, and here's the stats for, my, um, for Pineda's second start. He gave up two runs in seven innings um, while striking out eight and allowing just three hits. So pretty good, very good, I would say, um, second outing from Michael Pineda. 
I mean, he's obviously only pitched two times so far, but really rounding into the pitcher that we need uh, for this rotation. And, you know, a really good one-two punch with Maeda and Pineda. And we see that in the playoffs, especially as of late, when we go and play the Yankees for that wild card game um, or for that series. It comes down to pitching Mm -hmm. for playoff baseball. Uh, Yankees have, in the recent years, have had much better pitching than us, especially in the bullpen, and that is so crucial Crucial come playoff time. So um, I think our hitting will kind of pick up naturally, um, like we've seen it last year. It's gone definitely down this season, but we've got sluggers on the team. Nelson Cruz is having a phenomenal year. He homered at least once today and mm-hmm. um, had a hit in the first inning of the second game when I was watching it earlier. Um, so with, with that combination of the hits picking up and the pitching that we've had, let's get past that first series this year and see what the Twins can do. Yeah, you never know. Uh, the other storyline I had for the Minnesota Twins, Mitch Garver expected to return um, in the next week or so um, coming off that strained intercostal, which is like a muscle in your ribs. I'd look it up. I didn't mm. know what a strained intercostal was. Um, but it, basically a strained rib muscle. Um, he's going to start catching live pitching this week in St. Paul. Could return um, sometime this week. So we'll see about Mitch Garver um, coming back to the Minnesota Twins. That's all I got for that. Yep, me too. Let's move on to NBA playoffs, then we'll get into our pick segment, okay? Yep. Uh, so I, I'll be honest. I've only watched one single playoff game um, in its entirety during this NBA playoffs. It was the Lakers game on Sunday night. Uh, so, I, yeah, I really haven't been watching a whole lot. Uh, I know you have a little bit more, BG. I'll read through each of the series, what they're at right now, and you just want to give us a thought or two on that sure. series. Sound yep. good? Okay, so the Heat lead the Bucks three to one. And breaking uh, out of that, Heat won 103 to 94. So that series is and that over. That series is over. Okay. I was just gonna ask you, that's being played right now. So the Heat taking down the Bucks in five games, gentlemen's sweep four one. Your thoughts? I this could be a hot take. I think the Heat, I'm very confident that the Heat are gonna go to the NBA championship. That they're coming out of the East. They're coming out of the East. And that was um, Boone's take a while ago. Shout yeah. out to Ben Boone, NBA guru. Yeah, and when they, when they were up 1-0, I'm saying put money on the Heat to win the series against the Bucks. Um, of course, I didn't. Mm. But the Heat are looking phenomenal. They played a good Pacers team in the first round. I think they won, did the gentleman sweep there at 4-1. And then against the Bucks, going 4-1, to they did, the Bucks didn't have Giannis tonight. But okay, yeah, don't think it would, honestly would have made much of a difference, as you could see early in the series. But... The Heat are a very well-balanced and deep team, and Jimmy Butler is just an animal mm-hmm. in the playoffs when it comes to playoff time, and I think they're making it out of the East, and I'm confident with that. Yeah, you're right with NBA guru Ben Boone. Um, let's go to the other game, or the other series in the East here. Boston up 3-2 to two on the Raptors. Do we have a final on that one? That one? Uh, they that played playing? yesterday. Oh, they did? Yeah. Lakers played tonight. Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, Boston plays tomorrow. I have it tonight on here, which is tomorrow. So I, I guess yeah, I wrote it as tonight uh, in terms of Wednesday night. So they play on when they play tonight. Um, but we'll go over to the West then. Lakers, Houston. They were tied up one-one heading into that Tuesday night game. Um, what happened to that one? Um. So they yeah they play later tonight. Obviously, the big thing about that series is Rondo is back mm-hmm. and is playing. He Your had, boy. He had an absolutely horrible game the other day. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit that. Okay. Um, and when the Rockets, I think, beat him by 20. Yeah. There was a, a, a stat, which I'm completely forgetting, but Rondo came in the game in the third quarter, 
and replaced Danny Green, and mm-hmm. they were up like six or something, mm-hmm. and left in the fourth quarter, and Danny Green came back, and they were down like 15 or something. Oh, boy. Um, but, I mean, it's a pretty good series so far. Uh, the Lakers have walloped them one time. Houston has walloped them sometime or another time. I think the Lakers are going to come out of it just because LeBron, obviously, and Anthony Davis mm-hmm. um, in a pretty good uh, supporting cast. And the Rockets, they can go off one game, but they rely so heavily off of their three-point shooting, and they don't have anybody who can guard Anthony Davis. So I think that'll be the the tipping point, and the Lakers will move on. Okay. And then hopefully we'll get to see the Battle of L.A. Um, next series between them and the Clippers. Yeah, so obviously the listeners know what happened um, by the time they're listening to this. Who won the game? Predict, the Laker- predict for us right now. Um, Who's going to win? Lakers are going to win. Lakers, so, so the Lakers are up 2-1. They're also going to cover the spread. Okay. So the Lakers are up to one, according to BG. It's twelve twelve right we'll now. See how that holds true uh, in a couple quarters. Um, the other game, the other series is Clippers. Um, they are up two one on the Nuggets. That game is tonight, Wednesday night. Um, yeah. Any comments on that? I think Denver is a really good team. Uh, it's too bad you haven't been watching the playoffs because that Nuggets Jazz series was unbelievable. Coming mm-hmm. uh, down to Game Seven, being a great Game Seven too, a chance to win it with a buzzer yeah. beating three at I the did, end. Yeah, I have watched. I've watched the replays and the highlights, so I've kind of followed the storylines. Yeah. And, and stuff. then I saw that one. Jamal Murray having I think three games where he had fifty points yeah. in that series. Donovan Mitchell having two or three games in that series where he had fifty points. Um, and the Nuggets obviously won, and they're a good team. And they're they're down one two against the Clippers, who I think will, will probably come out of the West, but. I think the Clippers will hold on and probably win in six, I would say, against the Nuggets. And if you, I'm sure most people caught the game, what is it, on Monday, so a couple nights ago, where Kawhi had that incredible one finger block mm-hmm. against yeah, Jamal Murray. That was sweet. Um, it's, yeah. it's just awesome that to was watch. Sweet. As well as pretty much all of the series now, and even the first round series, um, besides a few, are just great series back and forth with great talent and super entertaining to watch. And this series is no different. Yeah. I think I'll probably start tuning in here. Uh, maybe I'll wait to the Eastern uh, and Western Conference Finals. But, you know, at this point it's been, do I watch the Twins or do I watch the NBA? And I've always just kind of leaned towards yep. the Twins. And now there's football. Um, so, <laughs> Yeah, and, and football def- definitely doesn't help that. Um, definitely leaning towards football if it's if that's the option. Um, but, yeah, I mean, NBA playoffs starting to heat up now. Um, Eastern Conference, Western Conference semifinals. Yep. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Let's move on to pick segment. Um, actually, let's get to this quick note here. Um, just an update on the podcast, uh, a friend of the podcast, rather. J.P. Makura tweeted yesterday uh, that he's heading to Turkey to continue his professional basketball career. Uh, so we wanted to wish the best of luck uh, to friend of the show, J.P. Makura, um, on basketball and getting back to the NBA, hopefully. Yeah. But, yeah, good luck to J.P., um, as he heads over to Turkey. Should we do pick segment? Yeah, and just another one quick. Reggie Lynch mm-hmm. is on the way um, he just to his left. new yeah. team. Yeah, um, He's no longer in the Estonian league, mm-hmm. which he was on when we interviewed him last time. Yep, and our Estonian numbers were through the roof. <laughs> we had so many downloads from Estonia. It was awesome. So if you're listening from Estonia, we promise we'll still cover him with yep. his new team. So keep on listening. Shout out Estonia. <laughs> yep, but he's now playing on... A new team, Loco? Yeah, Locos, something like that. It's something, whatever it is, it's something Loco, because I saw a post in a bunch of, I'm going Loco and like yeah. getting ready for the Locos. I honestly do not know where that is. It's somewhere in Europe, 
Okay. But he We'll have to give him a call. Yeah. We'll have to give him a call. Check in with We'll him. ask him. Our boy Reg. Um pick segment. You ready for that? Yeah. Are we calling Zach for this or is he we're, coming? We're calling the... Zach. We're okay. calling Zach. We have Andy has sent his picks in, I think. Or no, he hasn't yet. Um but Andy oh yeah, he did. Andy has his picks here, so I have his. All right, and are we are we going over? Is this part of the Vikings schedule, or are we not doing that for picks? We'll do Vikings schedule. Um, is there a way we can integrate it? I think we can. Yeah, we were talking earlier. We all went through each game and have a prediction for the Vikings, and if we got that week right, we'll give ourselves one point. Yep. If we don't, we can either lose a point or just not get a point for that. And I guess that each week um, we'll talk about if our pick for the Vikings was right or not. Sure. And go with it that. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to pick five games every week, four NFL games and one or three NFL games, four and so three NFL games. Yep. And then there's another NFL game. That's an upset. So it has to be an upset and a money line. So just straight okay. up upset team to win. So in total four NFL games and then one college football game. Okay. Um, and besides the upset, they're all spreads and we have five a week. And like we did last football season, we'll keep track. Um, between us throughout the season, and then don't be last because we'll come up with something that the loser has to do. Perfect. All right, I'll give Zach a call. All right. He is notoriously known for never picking up his phone, but this is the third call tonight, actually, so hopefully he picks up. Talk to me. (laughs) How's it going? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? You're live on the radio. No shit. Uh, Wake and take? Yep. Wake and take, baby. And watch that language. Oh, I'm sorry. How we doing, Zach? Calling in from La Crosse, Wisconsin, back at school. How's everything? I'm doing really well, thanks. Um, it's it's been a crazy weekend, kind of, but it's been uh, it's been good. It's been good to get back here, but definitely bummed that I can't be in the studio uh, practicing our next song. How has it been crazy down there? Well, there's been well, we we went camping a couple of days, which was fun. But coming back into uh, into town, uh, the Chancellor just sent out an email tonight. He was like really stern. He was like, <laughs> we noticed that, or we heard that there was a lot of partying going. He said something like that. And I was like, dude, you could have just walked two feet off of campus and just noticed. It was, dude, it was like, it, it was not Oktoberfest, obviously. Nothing compared to this, But it was wild. It was like nothing, nothing was going, like nothing was, there was no care in the world. And so it was just a big, big change to what we were used to those last six months. So yeah, school is going to be in person for probably a week and then it'll probably be online. <laughs> were you scared? That's probably no, I was just like, it, it was at first I was like, no, I was scared. <laughs> no, at first I was uh, a little nervous. But I was like, yeah, you know, might as well get used to this. I know we, we were talking about like your, your love life with the social media apps that quickly came and went. Yeah. Uh, how are the, how are the, how are the birds looking down there? Dude, really? Um, I'm, I'm really rocking hinge right now. Hinge is the game. Hinge is the, game. <laughs> hinge is the way it's to crazy. go. How is it working for you? Too early to it, tell? Too early to tell. Yeah. It's definitely too early to tell. Um, I think I'm going to delete Tinder tonight. It just doesn't, just doesn't feel like a Tinder kind of, kind of move, but hinge, um, Winona is just like 30 miles away and there's a lot of pretty girls at Winona, it seems. And so maybe that's the move. We'll see. What is your mile range preference? If you're looking at Winona girls, 35 miles, 35, 35 miles, <laughs> right on the outskirts of Winona. That's yep. Well exactly reaching 
Iowa girls too. So no, it's uh, it's cool and like I said, too early to tell. But it's uh, so far I think you boys. Well, BG, you're you're uh, you're what's the word? You got a, you have a girlfriend right now, but but Beal, I, I recommend Hinge. I do. <laughs> All right, good to know. Thank you. And Winona girls, right? And Winona. And Winona girls. All nice. right, that is correct. Good to know. Uh, you ready for pick segment, Zach? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Do you understand how this is going to work, Zach? A little bit. You, you might want to run this by so me. So we've got four NFL games, and three okay. of them are with the spread. So I'll say like A and B, it's a five-point spread, and then we'll just pick them live. And I got a spreadsheet going on here. We'll keep track of them. One of those NFL games is an upset. So I don't know if you've been looking at any games, and if so, maybe do that right now as I'm speaking. But okay. choose a team – Choose a game um, and a team to upset the other team. So they got to be, um, it's got they got to win straight up. It's no spread, and they've got to be the underdog. And we okay. each have a game. They can overlap, but uh, just do some research quick and come up with one. And then the last one will be a college football game. Cool. All right. Okay. So three, so three NFL games. And I'll read them off to you. It'll be super easy. Yep. Okay. You ready? Yep. Good to go. All right. Let's start with you, Texans at the Chiefs. This Thursday, so tomorrow, um, mm-hmm. the, the reigning champs, Chiefs are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Wow. I got to take the Chiefs on that one. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and if you've got, like, a sentence about it, say it. If not, we'll just move on. Yep, move on. Right. <laughs> I'll take the Chiefs as well. Patty Mahomes. Can't bet against him. Yeah, I'll take the Chiefs, too. It's at home. I don't know if they, yeah. earlier they said they were going to have fans in the stadium. I don't know if that got reversed. In can ah uh, maybe it's a twenty twenty two percent for okay. some reason in Kansas City. I have I no idea. Uh, Randolph as uh, uh, let's see what Randy said. I have his picks here. Um, Randy said Texans. All right, so I'm super confident about the Chiefs now. <laughs> All right, now uh, okay, Zach, back to you. Packers at Vikings. Vikes are two and a half point favorites. Vikes all the way. Good man. Beal? Um, sorry, I'm looking through Randy's picks. I'm Vikes, taking the Vikings. Yeah. Yep. Obviously, same with me and Andy. He's taking the Packers. All right, so he's going to go 2-0 or 0-2, potentially. Yep. Off the first two. Okay, Zach, I think this is a tough one. Uh, the Bucks at Saints. It's a good way to start week one with the NFL so far, these three games. Uh, Saints are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Wow. And so, out of four teams, one one has to be an upset. So these are all the spread ones. So we're these just, are just doing spread. the spread. One, you pick you pick winner. Who do you think is going to win? Okay, gotcha. So Saints are three and a half points. I I I still like the Saints in that one. Are you sure? No. Okay. Positive. Feel. Saints. All right, I'm going to go. I think it's Saints too, but I'm I'm going Bucks. Switch it up. Ooh. Randolph, what did he say? Um, Randolph said, let's see, Bucks. Jesus, okay. And this is an upset, so I guess I'll start because I have one. I think the Panthers, they're underdogs. They're plus three against the Raiders. It's in Carolina, and I think the Panthers are going to upset the Raiders and win straight up. Nice. So the spread doesn't have anything to do with it. I'm just saying that they're a plus three spread. Yep. Beal, you probably have one before Zach does. Yep, I'm going to take Arizona at San Francisco. Ooh. Um, 
seven and a half is the line, but I'm taking a flyer there. All kind right, of a risky, straight up. Kind yeah. of a risky pick, but I, I think everyone's been talking about Arizona, so, you know, I'm just going to go with the flow. Yeah, I like it. And they got Hopkins now, which could yep. be huge. Yep. Zach, have you had enough time? Yep. And uh, so you're going to have to tell me what the line is, but I know this is enough that uh, Dolphins over New England week one. Yeah, I think it's a six-point spread, which is see, I have at least right I think that's surprising to me. Six, yeah, six point on Fox Bet, six and a half on FanDuel. All right, okay. Dolphins, Dolphins going up against Cam, Cam the Scam, okay. and Randy is taking Miami um, Ooh, over sorry, New England. <laughs> Let me change it. Let me change it. Okay, so the Dolphins are going to upset the Patriots. Cardinals are going to upset the Niners, and the Panthers will upset the Raiders. Wait. Good deal. And every have we done that college game yet? Nope. Last one is the college football game. Okay. And it's Clemson uh, versus Wake Forest at Wake Forest. And Clemson are 33-point favorites. Number one oh. team in the nation. <laughs> when are you ready, Zach? I, I, I still got to go Clemson on that one. <laughs> Oops. By All 33. Right. That's yeah, I know. <laughs> Beal? Uh, Clemson. And we're waiting on Randy. I think pick. I'm going to go Wake Forest for this one. That's a very big spread. And I'm waiting for Andy to text me back on that one. Um, but we'll <laughs> have right. we'll have his pick momentarily, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, that's our what? pick segment. And we'll talk about the results, obviously, okay. next week when we come back. Um, and then keep yep. a running score and put that up on social media and can give a shit if we go over. Perfect. Weekly punishment, end of the season punishment. Um, I'm thinking for end of the season punishment, we do something like buy the loser a ticket, like a bus ticket back from New York or like California. <laughs> and then we have to, they have to fly out there and then just take a bus all the way home. Yeah, we should do something big for it. Something like that. Oh my that. goodness. That's crazy. <laughs> well, don't lose, Zach. Don't lose. <laughs> I want to change my <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm feeling good about my picks. Okay. We're going to go through the Vikings schedule now. We'll do this as fast as we can. BG, are you ready? So we'll, we'll go through the entire 16-game schedule. I'll say the game, the time, um, and then give me a win or a loss. Uh, so we'll just do one game at a time. Everybody gives their picks. BG, you ready? Yeah, Zach, are you good with this? Yep, I'm good. All right. Okay. Week one, Minnesota at home against Green Bay. Noon kickoff. I'm taking the Vikings. Win for the Vikes. Win for the Vikings. All right. Uh, I guess we'll just do the three of us because I have no idea what Andy's yeah. going to say. Um, well, he'll probably say Green Bay right there. Yeah. All right. So you have that one? Yeah. I'll just add him. Okay. Week two at Indianapolis. Noon kickoff. I am again taking the Minnesota Vikings. I have the Vikings as well. Um, I have be interesting to play the Colts with Philip Rivers at the Helms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Frank right. Wright is yep. a genius play caller, and they're going to be really good this year. But uh, I think we're going to have just enough on the defensive side of things to get things done at Indianapolis. Um, moving on to week three here. Vikings are home against Tennessee. Noon kickoff on CBS. I am taking the Vikings to start the season 3-0. and I am also taking the Vikings. Hopefully we play well on CBS. I am also picking the Vikings. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't think, I've never seen a fancy yet. <laughs> well, we do every year. Do we really? Yeah. Huh, interesting. Uh, week four at Houston. Noon kickoff on Fox. I am saying the Vikings will lose that game to fall 
They're three and one. I also have us down for a loss that game. I have us down for a big W. Woo, <laughs> let's, let's go. go. <laughs> Dude, I think I think Houston is going to be hurting way more than they think without Hopkins. And I know that doesn't affect the defensive side of the ball. Um, and I know that they're known for having a pretty decent defense, but I think they're going to be lost without him. And it's not going to be the same. I think Houston's going to have a rough season. I think we, uh, I think we take that one. Yeah, I'm just – I hope you're right. I mean, I like the optimism. I'm just a little bit worried about – that defensive line that they have with yeah. J.J. Watt, especially against our Minnesota Vikings offensive line, which is like going up against a cardboard. Um, so yep. we'll see what happens. It's in Texas, which isn't a huge disadvantage with no fans this year, but mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson I think is one of the better quarterbacks um, in the NFL, and it seems like we have a little more trouble with mobile quarterbacks. All right, moving on to week five at Seattle, a place the Vikings have historically struggled um, especially under the Mike Zimmer era. That will be a 7:20 kickoff on Sunday night football on NBC. I'm taking the Vikings nice. to win that game. Nice. I'm taking us for a loss just because it's in Seattle, and Seattle's a great team. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing to do with the pick, but Seattle's like a division game now, it seems like. We play them every single year, right. which sucks. And it's always in Seattle. It seems I like. feel like it's yeah, why, yeah, why always, always in Seattle. Seattle. I don't know. Makes no sense. It's usually a close yeah. game, too, but... You know, we'll see. Yep. Jacob? I got him for um, – I got Seattle winning that one, unfortunately. Vikes right. lose. First loss of the year. Yep, first loss of the year right there. All right. Moving on to week six, Vikings are home against Atlanta. Noon kickoff on Fox. I am taking your Minnesota Vikings to start the season five and one. Yep, I got the Vikes winning that game too. I think we historically do pretty well against the Falcons, at least as yep. of late. Especially at home. Yeah. Zachary? I am taking your Minnesota Vikings as well. Love it. That will move us into week seven, bye week. Um, so we all have the Vikings one loss into the bye week, or you have us two loss? I have. You have us two loss. You have us going four and two. Two loss, yeah, two in a row. Houston. Zach and I losing. both have us going five and one um, with Zach picking a win at Houston. I'm picking, or it was Zach picking um, a loss at Seattle. I'm picking a loss at Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be through week seven, our bye week. Then we open up week eight. Eight um, at Green Bay, noon kickoff on Fox. I'm taking your Minnesota Vikings to sweep the Packers in the regular season series. I would love to see that. I've got the Vikings as a loss just because I think we're probably going to split the series with the Packers, um, and it's in Lambeau, so that will favor them pretty much no matter what, even without fans. But I hope I am wrong. But So, yeah, third loss for the Vikings for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Brady. I, I really hope I'm wrong, but I, I just think – I don't think we sweep I, – I, I think we um, – I'll go one peg at a time, so I won't say what I'm about to say there. I think we lose to Green Bay, yeah. unfortunately. Okay. Um, and update here from Randy's pick. He is taking Clemson at plus 33. To Clemson to cover the spread? Yep. Okay. Um, okay, moving on now to week nine. We play Detroit at home. Noon kickoff on CBS, and I'm taking the Vikings to win that game. I'm also taking the Vikes. It'll be cool to see AP back for the first time mm-hmm. in a new team, new face. Uh, but, yeah, I think that should be a easy win. Yep, I'm with you. I think Vikings got it. Moving on to week 10 at Chicago, Monday night football on ESPN, a place the Vikings have struggled at Soldier Field, <laughs> um, especially during the Zim era. 
Although I'm still taking Minnesota <laughs> Vikings to win. <laughs> I to move on to let's see, that would be uh, nine and one. I Let's think. go. Or eight, eight and one or nine and one, something like that. Let's go. I, I'd love to see it. I have the Vikings losing that game in Soldier Field just because we've struggled, especially in Chicago when we play and primetime on ESPN Monday night at seven o'clock. And we've just struggled against the Bears recently. We got swept by them last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're obviously a better team than the Bears, but we've had some troubles with them. So I think we'll split the series uh, with Chicago and lose that game. Okay. Yeah, Bill. I the reasoning was pretty much. I don't have. Um, I can never get my words across, as you know, on the show. But no. what I was thinking, pretty much what you were thinking. <laughs> yeah, hard to believe. Um, but I stuck with. Uh, holy cow! Uh, Chicago's <laughs> Chicago's gonna win that game. Thank you. Okay. Wait, you really you never made good. one word so hard. Chicago, Minnesota. <laughs> Chicago. All I right. thought I, mean, I was gonna say the team. <laughs> Moving on to week 11, Vikings at home against the Dallas Cowboys. 325 kickoff, uh, presumably America's game of the week on Fox. Um, however, I am taking your Minnesota Vikings. I am as well. I always think the Vic- or the Cowboys are overrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dak and Zeke and Cooper, the combo is good, but we went in there and won last year. We'll do it again. Minnesota Vikings. Nicely said. Clean and, clean and simple. I love it. Week 12, Minnesota Vikings at home against the Carolina Panthers. Noon kickoff on Fox. I'm taking your Minnesota Vikings. I'm also going with the Vikes, and I'm really excited for this game because Teddy Bridgewater is coming back to Minnesota as a starting quarterback mm-hmm. for the Panthers, which if there, if there were fans there, maybe they will be come November 30th. I don't really know how it's going to work out, but... The place would be booming for Teddy. I know that for oh, sure. Yeah. And I hope he does well against us, just not good enough to win. Yep, I'm with you. Zach? I think this is going to be our one home loss. I don't know. There's just one game a season that just seems off, and you know, the Vikes, for some reason, choke it, and they should have been a favorite to win. I don't know. I think I think Carolina's going to have it this year. Fair enough. Moving on to Week 13, Vikings at home again for the third straight week, hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Noon kickoff. On CBS, I am taking the Minnesota Vikings. I'm also going to take the Vikes. Zach, there's another CBS game for you. Perfect. Yeah, I was. I will take the Vikes as well. Week 14, big one uh, for the Vikings at Tampa Bay facing Tom Brady and company. Noon kickoff on Fox. I am taking the Vikings to lose uh, that game. Just their second loss of the season um, coming <laughs> At the hands of the Buccaneers. I think the Vikings are going to lose that game as well. It's coming late in the season, so all the new parts in the Buccaneers system are probably going to be put together well and running full steam ahead going into the playoff mode there. So I think that Tom Brady will be comfortable in the system and that Buccaneers team will be playing as well as they're going to play all season and the Vikes take an L there. I'm going to take your Minnesota Vikings on that one. Ooh, bold prediction. I love it. Moving mm-hmm. on to week 15. Vikings at home against Chicago noon kickoff on Fox. No surprise here. I'm taking the Vikings. I'm also going to take the Vikes, and I'm going to say this is going to be the biggest margin of victory this season. Ooh, oh, I was thinking. I was thinking hard about this one. I was nervous. Like Brady, G, you said that Chicago swept us last year. I think. Yeah. So you said. Yep. I'm nervous about this. I don't know why Chicago always gets us trouble, but I, I still have Minnesota winning. Good man. 
Moving on to week 16, two to go here. Vikings on the road at New Orleans, 3.30 kickoff on Fox. Tough game for Minnesota uh, in the place where they beat New Orleans last year in the playoffs. I am predicting a loss um, for the Vikings to drop uh, to 12-3. and three. I'm also predicting a loss. If we play, play them again in the playoffs, hopefully uh, we'll have our way with them, which we've had of recent years. And let it be known to all that this is a Christmas Day game, mm-hmm. which will be super fun to watch. 3.30 kickoff, like you said, and can't wait to watch the Vikes and the Saints on Christmas Day, which is uh, unique to a Vikings fan. That's amazing. Yeah, that would be awesome. I, I, I do think the Saints are going to win. But go Vikes. That would be awesome. <laughs> go <Christmas> Vikes. <laughs> all right, last game here, Week 17, on the road in Detroit. Noon kickoff on Fox I have the Minnesota Vikings winning that game to finish the season 13-3. and three. I also have the Vikings winning that last game in Detroit and finishing up a modest 10-6. and six. And I, I, so what I was trying to get up before, and I stopped myself, it was a big jumble of words. Um, I think we are going to split the season with every NFC North team, so I think Detroit's going to have us at the end there. Um, and I think the Vikings will finish it. A modest ten and six, like BG said. So, did you did you say that? Do I need to go back and change one of your picks, or did you say, did you have the Bears beating us one game? Yep, I had the Bears beating us one game. Uh, yeah, he had us. Oh, beating, in Chicago. I, yeah, he had okay. us losing in Chicago. Chicago. Yep. All right, yep. sounds good. So that'll do it yes, for our regular season predictions. Zach and BG both having the Vikings finishing at ten and six. Uh, myself, thirteen and three. A little bit optimistic there. Um, but I'm confident. I'm confident in Gary Kubiak. I'm confident in Mike Zimmer, uh, the fifth winningest coach in NFL in the, in the NFL since he took over this Vikings team. Uh, Gary Kubiak has Super Bowls under his belt, uh, and I'm very I'm very optimistic um, about this team, and I think they could do something special here. So that'll do it for this week. Uh, Vikings Packers game recap will be out next. Probably Sunday night. I imagine we're going to record right after the game, BG. Yeah, I could do that. Okay. We'll record right after the Vikings game on Sunday. Get that episode out by Sunday night. Um, and we'll talk all things Minnesota Vikings. We'll recap the rest of the Twins week. And uh, maybe we'll have a special guest call in. Yeah. Hopefully um, we get Kamal Martin in as we've been talking yep. to him and reaching out to him. Yeah, um, maybe Ryan Conley calls into the show. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Yeah. Cannot wait. Thanks again for calling in, Zach, uh, and we'll see you guys all next week. And day after day I'm more confused And I look for the light in the pouring rain You know it's a game I hate to lose And I'm feeling strange Oh, ain't it a shame? Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Won't you take me away? Yeah. Beginning to think that I'm wasting time I don't understand the things I do 
the world outside looks so unkind I'm counting on you to carry me through Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away Won't you take me away, yeah And when my mind is free You know melody can move me when I'm feeling blue The guitar's coming through to soothe me Thanks for the joy that you've given me I want you to know that I believe in your song oh, yeah. Rhythm and rhyme harmony you help me along, oh, making me strong. Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away, drift away. Don't, don't, don't. Give me the beat, boys, free my soul. I wanna get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Don't you take me away?